Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be one of your hosts. Joining me today, back in the studio, we have Whitney Bess. Pew, 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 pew. I'm going to sneak in what? at night and delete you, that. You don't, you don't even know how. I wouldn't, actually. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. It's there for life. It's I been know. a while. We needed to bring it. It has back. been a while. Hey, since I've been gone, guess what? Guess what? What? <laughs> I got <laughs> I got Invisalign. Oh nice. Realize? I did. I'm not wearing it for the spare of everyone listening, but You don't yes. sound any different when you wear it though. Shut <laughs> up. That hurts my feelings. And as you guys can tell, Andrew Matrone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just here to lift spirits. I remember having braces. Man, I got braces. I was in eighth grade. <laughs> And dude, I had this like long, greasy hair. Yeah. Super bad acne. <laughs> yeah. You had long Ate hair. Pizza I would kill to all see All day, that. every day. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, dude, sophomore year, cut my hair a little shorter. My I got on that Accutane stuff, which basically Wait, said, oh, yeah. yeah, which now there's commercials that say if you or a yeah. loved one took Accutane. <laughs> so I'll probably die before I'm 40. Uh, but then, dude, my that. teeth was straight, no acne. You I peak, was like, I'm ready to live my year. life. <laughs> yeah, and then it's been downhill since. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys. We're here. We've gotten yes. a little taste of good weather. <clears throat> yep. Today, the day we're recording this, uh, it's snowing again, mm-hmm. which is miserable. But we've had a couple 50s, 60s, 70s yeah. with sun. Makes you feel like summer is right oh, around the corner. It's when you throw on the country music. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. For sure. Do you guys change your musical preference yes. in the summer? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Is yeah. it country? Do yes. you go country uh, in the summer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Taylor Swift's new album, well, not new, her fearless re recorded album's coming out April 9th. <laughs> wow. You know I'm going to be wow, I in Hawaii, I can't in my wait. Jeep, listening to Taylor Swift. Wow. Anyways, so, yeah, it does change. <laughs> no, I, it does change. I, what I about think, you? But honestly, sometimes, though, <laughs> now I'll I'll go back to like '90s rap. Oh, that's, you That's would. my constant. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but like during the summer, dude, there's something about cruising down, listening to like Tupac. Oh yeah. But then uh, after like three songs, I'm like, ah, I feel this convinced. isn't good for my soul. <laughs> I need to I need to listen back to worship to and balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I only listen to country in the summer around select people. I don't hate country, but I just I don't know. I don't like listen to it a ton. I go back to like middle <laughs> school, like Nelly. And like oh, ludicrous yes. and stuff like that. I yes. mean, I've always got Outcast playing, little J. Cole, but I go uh-huh. like, yeah, like the Nelly, Nellyville, <laughs> yeah. all that good stuff. Fun fact so. about Nelly, he's trying to sell his house and it's trashed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trashed. And what do you expect? What do you expect? <laughs> Dude, Nellyville, man. You gotta- yeah. Some things went down in old Nellyville. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Hit us up on Instagram. What's your summer playlist? Yeah, there we go. Us. Give us give us a couple of your favorite summer playlist songs. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of 
rappers and music and culture. (laughs) Check out that segue. Um, We got a question posed to us that we thought could make a really good conversation piece for our podcast. Um, Somebody wrote in and basically was just like, hey, uh, overarching question, how should Christians engage with or respond to things in our culture? Um, And specifically, for example, there's a rapper out uh, who came out with a song where apparently he is like some demonic uh, devil stripper or something like that. And to help promote his song, he got some Nikes and put a bunch of satanic symbols all over them. And I guess there's actual drops of real human blood in them, which that sounds awesome. Can't wait to never <laughs> touch those with a 10 foot pole. But, it, I mean, it's been a really hot topic over the past mm-hmm. week or so, two weeks. Um, and it kind of just poses the natural question, like what, as followers of Jesus, is our role mm-hmm. when culture does things like this, promotes things that might be overtly anti-Jesus or his kingdom? Like, do we do we have a role in that? Should we say something? Should we not say something? What, like, how, how do we engage with yeah. culture overall? And then specifically when things like this right. rise up that might be specifically anti-Jesus. And so, I don't know, kick us off. What, how do we, how do we start this conversation? Yeah, I guess, um, when I first heard that news, I, I first was sad, really sad. I was like, oh, like, and how he's like coming out with his story and, um, just like so angry at Christians, um, and that he's acting out in this way and that he feels like this is his only way that he can express. Like, finally, like I can, um, express myself in this way. And it made me really <clears throat> sad at first. Um, and then, you know, like the anger then started, I think if you're a human being, you're just kind of angry. You're like, wait, um, we live in a culture that's like, shh, don't say anything about, um, Christian hope life, like what you actually believe in hard conversations. It's like, Hey, go with this social norm. And then I, a a little bit was like, wait, we're Nike. Like we're endorsing this, this, I, I mean, I mean, evil. It really is. Yeah, it's yeah. evil. I and, mean, the devil is like the the most universal yes. symbol for evil yes. across the world. So, and, and not saying that Lil Nas is evil, but Satan is evil. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so I guess I had this like two really harsh mixed realities. I mean, like, I mean, there were, there were influencers coming out that both Conrad and I follow. They're like, we'll never buy Nike ever again. And now we know like Nike is actually not endorsed this shoe at all um so i think like the natural response for me i kind of like found myself in like this um frozen Mm. spot and i think a lot of people listening i think you got i think you might feel the same way like gosh like what do i do because i I know the answer isn't to lash out and to come on social media but i think the answer is i know a lot of pastors like okay let's listen and um learn from this, his experience as being um, a gay person r- being raised in the church, and what do we do that made him, you know, feel like this <clears throat> is his only alternative? And so I think there's a lot of like learning we can do yeah. right, in this process. So yeah, yeah. I when I when I saw it, man, there there was like a because you know like sometimes people do that for shock value. In a lot of and ways, I'm sure there's some of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but some sometimes you see people, you're like, oh, you're just 
whatever you're I don't know why seeing some of the stuff that that has been going that he's been posting and I, I didn't want to watch the music video but I saw like clippings yeah. of it there's there was a little something that felt a little bit different to me like yeah. there there did feel like a a level of like evil associated to it and I think that um I I think that with stuff like this this is always great for Christians to like pause yeah. and and take some inventory of and and remember I think when I watched it, I was reminded of we are in the middle of a spiritual yes. warfare. Yes. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> and I think that we love to pretend like we're not. Like yeah. we love to go along with our life. and But remembering, dude, there is good and evil that Jesus came to this earth to defeat sin right. and to defeat evil and to defeat it on, on the cross. Like that was his, his goal because evil was reigning in our world and the only way that – there could be life was through Jesus. And and I think, too, like understanding that the devil, the world is his dominion. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you can see it in the temptation of, of Jesus when he, he's led by the Holy Spirit and he's 40 days, 40 nights without eating. It says the devil led him to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to Jesus— I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been yeah. given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want. If yeah. you worship me, it'll all be yours. Yeah. So, like, Scripture is showing us, like, the world is, like, the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and he has dominion. Over, and, and, and you're reminded when you see things like this of, man, he's ha- he has free reign. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I yeah. mean, to to go off exactly what you're saying, it, it kind of makes me think my first kind of thoughts were <clears throat> Jesus's first message he ever preached was repent, change your mind about the way you've been living and thinking, turn back to God. Because he says, for the kingdom of heaven has come near mm. with him coming. And that, that makes you think like, okay, well, where was it? Like, you know, mm. like kind of like what you're saying when when man turned his back on God, when he agreed with the devil, uh, Satan, the accuser in the garden, um, which weirdly is like portrayed in the video that we're mm-hmm. sort of referencing. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave the enemy a dominion over what right. God had initially given to us. We yeah. we gave up our authority yeah. in some rights to the enemy. And so Jesus mm-hmm. is basically saying like, hey, the way things were supposed to be has come near through me. Like mm-hmm. the way God had intended life to be. So Jesus is making this distinction like right off the bat, like, hey, the kingdom of heaven is here, which is in opposition to the kingdom that has been established here right. yeah. already. And like you said, I think we, you know, it's it's kind of sexy in Christian culture to like live as close to the world as possible mm-hmm. to look really nothing like a Christian, but then say, you know, like I'm in the world, but not of the world. You know, like that's a, I think that's a pretty abused piece of scripture um but and and there's truth to it too so i'm not trying to just totally like poo poo on that to use a word (laughs) words my daughter's now learning Um, but no i just think like like you said i'm I'm, i feel myself rambling we're confronted with the reality time and again that there is a kingdom that jesus is coming and has established through his death and resurrection and through his church and there is a different kingdom that is at war with what yeah. Jesus' yeah. agenda yeah. is. And like you said, when we see things, when somebody 
has the boldness to send like a shockwave right. through our culture. Mm-hmm. I think it like wakes us up to like, oh yeah, like I knew that, but I had fallen right. asleep to that reality. For yeah, and I, I think like <clears throat> what I was saying when I felt like that one felt a little different is because when I when I saw that, I didn't really see Lil Nas. Right. I saw like Satan himself. <laughs> yeah. Is in not not saying that Nas is, is Satan. I'm just saying like. When I saw that, I I would like looked past like this tool, yeah, like yeah. that Satan is using, yeah, to yeah. to try to like push an agenda, and I was like, and I, I I see things like that, and it's like okay, this is like the devil waging war, yeah, and and it kind of puts something in your soul a little bit of like, that's how. Now we respond to, to that. Like, I don't need to respond to little Nas because he's not the problem. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not. He's yeah. He's um, actually an image bearer. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Made in the image of God. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it kind of, that was like, okay, this was like a a left hook from the devil of like, yeah. I'm out here. Yeah. And he's not hiding anymore. Nope. I'm out here and yeah. a lot of people are actually celebrating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so. And yeah. Andrew, that's a good um, distinction that you made. And Connor, you kind of jumped on that right away. Was that I think so often in Christian, Christendom, um, especially in the rise of social media, that we really like to attack the person. Mm-hmm. We want to jump on that person. And it's actually, uh, I want to read Ephesians 2. And it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. That's kind of what Andrew's saying, like Satan's dominion on this earth. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So he's not, there's some, there's more at work there, that demonic spiritual mm-hmm. warfare than him. He's just right now living a son of disobedience among, among whom we all once lived in the passion of our flesh. So we, for us to cast any sort of judgment on him, um, we, I mean, we, we have to take a good look. We all were at one point passions of disobedience, um, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved." Um, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Um, and then it just goes on and just says like an amazing thing and about what Jesus did for us on the cross. But then it also does say, though, um, yes, Satan has dominion in the earth. But scripture also says that like the earth is Jesus's footstool. So Jesus still does reign supreme. I just want to make that like distinction before we move on as well. Um, so like there are two very real realities, but ultimately Jesus does have the authority. And so for us as Christians to just start backbiting each other and <clears throat> slandering one another, it's like, hey, this he has real hurts. And there's people in the church, and we'll talk about this next week, like there are people with real hurt, mm-hmm. and they don't need another uh, whip upside the head Bible lesson. Yeah. You need to listen. But yeah. then also we, need, we do need to like separate it and say, hey, we actually do maybe need to pray intercessory prayer for like the enemy has laid out his plan and there's like well thank you for that like mm-hmm. we now know where you're where you're going yeah yeah because you know and, and even paul says for the battles we fight are not in flesh and blood and the enemy wants you to think they're flesh and blood so you fight in the flesh and blood yes yeah. um 
You can't wait for Westboro Baptist to make yes. Little Nas <laughs> right. their new campaign. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. dude, you even see, you know, uh, if, if you're not from from uh, Denver, you know, we just had the tragedy in Boulder, yep. you know, like a week and a half ago or, or less uh, just a week ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Week um, ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm watching the video of this of this shooter walk out of this King Supers, and I, I literally like under my breath said "f you." <laughs> yeah. But like it was like towards like just evil of yeah. like, dude, like you mother, like that that that, like yes, this this man was evil and and did a horrible thing, but. Man, the the devil is reigning supreme in that man, and like he, yeah. So I don't know. I I think I'm feeling so many things yeah, like right yeah, now, yeah. like in our culture and yeah. watching the 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 devil, like how things are playing out, even in teenage suicide and and anxiety and depression and and uh, abuse and mm-hmm. sex, human sex trafficking and children being trafficked. And dude, it's it's overwhelming and. Mm-hmm. And like it's a, the enemy, like free reign, um, in our world, and and so yeah, like I I'm I'm not like I need to fight every human. I'm like, how do we fight the devil? Yeah, you know, yeah. and wage war mm-hmm. the best that we know how. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think that's a great question. It, I think it leads us to maybe before we give like a <clears throat> a game plan or whatever of how Christians should engage with culture, especially like big cultural moments like this. Yeah. I think it always goes back to the question, how did Jesus engage with his culture? Yeah. yeah. Because a yeah. lot, I mean, they didn't have YouTube. They didn't have um, ways to Podcasts. get, yeah, get things out <laughs> to the world, but you'd be kidding yourself if sexual immorality, you know, right. like stuff like that. I, there's a lot of modern scholarship that, you know, like likes to pretend like this is all brand new to our culture. It's mm-hmm. not. They're yeah. literally like yeah. hundreds of thousands of documentations of, you know, people with different sexual preferences, like yeah. since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So like since Abraham. Like yeah. Actually. Yeah. So Jesus, yeah. like this wasn't new to Jesus, like stuff like that, like things that were against God's kingdom. Um, the what, devil at work has yeah. been at work. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Since yeah. the garden. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, whether it be political oppression, whether it be cultural, like Jesus had yeah. things in his life that he had to navigate. Here's where my culture is pushing me. Right. But I know what God's yeah. culture is all about. And yeah. so I don't know how how do you guys, when you read the Bible, see Jesus fighting this battle, quote unquote, or engaging with his culture, but bringing God's kingdom into into line with it when mm-hmm. maybe his cult, the the culture of his day goes against God's agenda. Mm-hmm. I think you always come against Jesus <clears throat> with people like I. I know we're using Lil Nas a lot in this dialogue, but let's just say like, yeah, he was one of the people that met with Jesus, and Jesus would always like come at the issue, the main heart issue, um, first. And of course, he would always follow up with like, okay, go and sin no more. But who he really came after was the religious people and being like, you guys are a brood of snakes and vipers. You want to attack each other. like, And that's still our reality today. Mm-hmm. And so like, yes, there's like so much. Jesus wants to like heal heart postures. And I loved my husband's message uh, <sighs> when he preached, uh, but just that like our human heart condition always is like, that's what Jesus came for. Mm-hmm. It's like heal that to save that. 
And our human heart posture is always wanting to like, it's always wanting the wrong thing. It always wants to solve the wrong answer to the wrong problem. Like Lil Nas is solving the wrong problem to the wrong question, you know, and, but Jesus is bigger. And then what I think so, um, if that makes any sense, I don't know if I think I'm just like keep rambling, but Jesus always like came close to that person that was like, had wrong theology, needed healing, needed saved, a prostitute, like all these different people and was like, and just had so much grace and compassion, listened, always had a rally cry at the end. It was like, hey, okay, I've listened, I've healed you, now go and maybe like to no more. But then it was like religious people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get behind me. So Yeah, I think I think Jesus embodied yes. the kingdom. Yes. And so when I think like so many of us, like like you said, Jesus always fought for people. Mm-hmm. He confronted yes. the deeper issue. He like defended them, but then confronted them. Mm-hmm. And we love a Jesus that defends but doesn't confront. But that's not who Jesus was. Yeah. Um that's not the picture that he wanted us to have of him. Mm-hmm. Um but I think like Jesus embodied God's kingdom in his culture. And a lot of the pushback he got was because people didn't understand why he wasn't going with the flow. Right. I think a lot of times as Christians, we think we have to be on the offensive and go after mm-hmm. things that we deem incorrect in culture. But I really think that if we embody what God wants to embody on the earth, peace and love, kindness, truth, you know, like grace yeah. and truth, like God's righteousness and holiness, that is going to bring up almost more conversation than you wagging your finger or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hunting somebody down mm-hmm. or going around and correcting everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, that, sure. that was Jesus. Jesus was who he was, the son yes. of God, full of like completely God bringing mm-hmm. his kingdom. And it was actually the incorrect culture that couldn't understand yeah. Jesus. And I yeah. think we we try so hard to get a kingdom that is never designed mm-hmm. to be God's kingdom to fall in line with God's kingdom. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's Jesus wasn't shocked when he met a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't shocked when he met a liar. Mm-hmm. Like he just knew that wasn't right. the best thing to do. And yeah. so yeah. he would love them, confront them, and then they had a decision to make. Do I trust and believe this yeah. guy who is radically different from me, or do I just continue doing my own thing? Yeah, so. yeah. I think that's great, and I, I think that Jesus was so obviously just so grounded <clears throat> in in his purpose of like why he was there and <clears throat> who he was there for, and I think that that's what I see sometimes when when sometimes believers respond to cultural moments in such levels of intensity mm-hmm. um, is. That I, I I don't know I, I I think that I see like believers swayed by like every big cultural moment, and yeah. and I think it's it's a lack of being like grounded. It's a lack of being grounded in, in the Word of God. Lack of of allowing the Holy Spirit to like really challenge and convict. And I I've like tried to get myself to a place of like these cultural moments of being like, okay, they just passed a new major abortion law that takes life away even earlier or, you know, and, and just like, how do we as believers continue just to like keep the straight path of like, no, this is why God has placed me here. I'm supposed to love people. I'm supposed to care for people. I'm supposed to like love God with all my heart, mind, and soul. And and so I think that the more grounded you are, I think the less swayed that you are by every last thing that happens. And I think that you saw Jesus 
so grounded and had such purpose and vision for why he was there and who he was there for. Yeah. And so he his his goal was to like face evil. And so he faced evil even with, like, the religious people, with, Mm -hmm. like, their lack of humility and their pride and their condemnation. Mm -hmm. He faced evil with people that he loved, but he attacked, like, the issue. He attacked the demonic issue. Um, So so I I think for for us as believers, I think that the less grounded you are, I think the more swayed that you'll be by every cultural moment that happens. Definitely. Um, So, you know, I guess for the past couple minutes— past 20 some minutes we've maybe been talking a little more theory like yeah. what what are like the thoughts or the bigger picture so as as Christians I mean I guess we're confronted with this every single day as the person who kind of wrote us and asked like so so what do we do like mm-hmm. the balls in our court like there's a reality God's kingdom God's way of doing things the enemy's kingdom the enemy's way of doing things we see in moments like this, it maybe wakes our spirit up to this like collide, like colliding of kingdoms. Um, we see Jesus's response to a lot of people. What like, what is our role in this? How do we engage in yeah. this conversation? Show the heart of Jesus, yeah, mm-hmm. and best represent God's kingdom when moments like this arise. Or it, maybe it's not even a music video. Maybe it's just your coworker who's very anti-faith or or Jesus or your parents or a friend or whatever, like how, mm-hmm. how do we respond in moments like this where we engage in mm-hmm. quote unquote culture or something right. like that? Mm-hmm. Right. I think number one, absolutely, and this is definitely not a cop out, but we have got as a church to start praying. <laughs> and all throughout scripture, you see Jesus removing himself and going to a desolate place to like pray. He cannot do the life ministry, confront evil, cast out demons without praying. Mm. And I think as Christians, we want to so quick, like, have an answer. Mm, say this. Uh, post this. Everyone better post this on your story right now. Uh. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The first question I'm always asking someone, have you prayed about this? Mm. Are we praying? Let's pray right now on the phone. Like, I want to pray, like, right now for this, like, little not situation. Like, God, please, like, heal his heart. Come close to him in Jesus' name. Like, we have to, like, see prayer as, like, this is, like, a weapon. This is our go-to, <clears throat> a hiding place, um, a shelter when, we're weak, uh, when we are weak, like a, a fortress of hope. And so um, I know that's probably not, like, the most amazing answer, but um, that is, like, a 100% foolproof way of being, like, I'm going to attack this in prayer. Yeah. Take this to the Lord. I mean, prayer is not a cop out answer at <laughs> all. Like it, that's how you wage war with invisible <clears throat> things. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, Matthew, what is it? Matthew five, forty three. A few, few verses it says, "You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, mm-hmm. that you may be children of your Father in heaven." When I, when I, when I see certain things in cultural that that are in such opposition to Christ, I feel a level of of persecution mm-hmm. in that. Like when we live in a culture mm-hmm. that is so far in opposition to who we are supposed to be in Christ and like watching that video is like, that couldn't be further from like, I, I feel in my own right persecuted from, from those kind of things. This was a direct attack on, yeah. on I believe, Christians in the church. And um, he goes on to say um, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what what reward will you get? Mm-hmm. 
are not even the tax collectors doing that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do even pagans do that? Yeah. It says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And, and I, I, I think that, man, that love covers a multitude mm-hmm. of sins. When Paul talks about spiritual gifts, he says, but over all that, wrap it with love. Like, be all these great things, but, man, if you don't have love, mm-hmm. then, like, what— what do you have to offer? You can prophesy, you can speak in tongues, you can heal people, mm-hmm. but if you don't have love, and and I I want to get myself to a place, because like don't you think, and same thing we keep going back to him to Nas, but <laughs> like hey, I, Nas, we'll send you a gift card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I believe there could be restoration for his life. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But but just like when Jesus confronted the the rich young ruler, and. And Jesus says that he looked at him and loved him. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- Christians hear this. Yeah. <laughs> if Jesus was here today and sitting across from Nas after Nas created this music video, Jesus would look at him with love in his heart yeah. and compassion in his heart. And and I think, that, like, we have to strive to be like that. I want to really strive to— when someone in politics does something that is feels in complete opposition to my faith or a celebrity or an influence or, or whatever it might be, man, I, I really want my first, my first thought to be like, I love that person and I got compassion on them because I know that there's some hurt in their life and I'm going to take a moment. I'm, I'm going to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's like the best that we can wage war. I think, um, yeah, and I and then I also think for us as a church, I think to have these conversations is, is yeah. waging to to be able yeah. to open up our minds to like, hey, this is a real thing and this is yeah. happening, and yeah. you have to, and the devil is is subtle most of the time, but then all sometimes he he, he throws a big one out there <laughs> yeah. where you're like, oh, yeah. that was Satan himself, yeah. um, and so I I think that I'm even feeling more and more like when I stand on stage to preach, or when I have conversations. Man, to bring these kind of things up and be more and more bold about who Jesus is, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that's yeah. a good po- that's a good <clears throat> point to like even have like a conversations with coworkers and say, how do you feel about if, if I mean this is like blatant like I believe in Satan, <laughs> and um yeah. and to ask someone like, hey, like what do you think about this that might not have the belief system? Like I do believe like where sin abounds, like grace abounds all the more, right. and this could be. Like God turns all things together for your good. So I think that that could be the easiest way. I mean, like maybe your invite for Easter or something, you know, like, I don't know. So um, I feel like this might be played after Easter, actually. So I feel a week after Easter. (laughs) But even even think like, okay. Invite to church. Yeah. Yeah. This, this might, this might like bother people. And I'm I'm not sure how I 100% feel about it, but it's kind of processing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like what if all the Christians... Posted about people like this, it was like, love him, have compassion, and praying for him. Mm-hmm. That would offend everybody. That would offend religious yeah. people. That yeah. would have, like, yeah. but I, I don't know. Like, there's just something to looking past the the issue. But but we also live in a culture where you cannot, if someone says a racist comment or someone does, or if you say like I still love this person, I'm I'm gonna look past their sin and, and love them. Mm-hmm. 
you get you get destroyed yeah, for those kind of things. So yeah. so yeah, so I think that it is difficult to express love for people. Um, but yeah, because it feels like you co-sign it. Like, yeah, oh, it doesn't really bother you, or else you would not forgive them. Right. But yeah. Yeah, I think how do Christians engage or respond in culture? Here's my thing. We live in the most divisive time, I think, in human history. Mm -hmm. And we put on this front like we don't love it, but culture loves Mm -hmm. division. News channels love division. It gives people a voice. Instagram loves the fact that we are so polarized. (laughs) Bachelor's a microcosm of what's happening in the world. Yeah, dude. If you you think that the enemy's heart yeah. in our culture, is to truly bring unity. <laughs> you have absolutely fooled yourself. Yeah. He loves the intense anger, frustration, division, um, loves it. And so, when, I don't know, when somebody asks, like, what do you believe? It always turns into, it's not like, oh, okay, it always turns into, wait, so you don't believe in this. You don't, it immediately isn't like, oh, what can we unify over our common beliefs it's all it's automatically hey you don't so you don't believe Mm -hmm. this you don't think this and and i mean christians engage with this like we fire and brimstone messages you know we're known for picketing abortion clinics and certain things like that it's like what message does that send um and and i mean you've if you if you've been in church or whatever you've probably heard this before i think one of the ways we best engage with and and even combat culture is being known for what we're for and not necessarily what for we're against. Mm-hmm. You you might be confronted with so you don't believe in that why and that's okay. You know, like stand firm, like give give a response to to why and what you believe. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more effective. Like when you when you engage with what you're against, you're fighting on enemy territory. Mm-hmm. That yeah. this is what our world thrives on right, right now. Mm-hmm. But when you can embody what you believe and show God's goodness, man, yeah. I, you, what's the response to that? Right. Like when you have a home of peace yep. and your friend doesn't, yeah. you know, like yeah. when you are living in your relationships, you have a healthy relationship, you have a healthy uh, dating relationship or you're single and you just feel confident mm-hmm. in, in like where you're at in life. Like what does that speak to the person ridden with anxiety mm-hmm who's single and feels like they might be single for forever or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, man, I just think like, if you really want to engage with culture, live out your faith Mm -hmm. and don't just believe it in theory, embody it Mm -hmm. um, in your workplace. When you go out to eat, when you're with your friends that might not believe the same thing, embody it. You don't have to shove it down their throat. You don't have to like, there's just something different when somebody, Jesus, like literally when he taught and walked around, people literally said like, this guy has a different authority to his life. And I think that can be the same thing for us. Like Mm -hmm. there'll be moments in time where you, you might have to defend or give reason to why you don't believe certain Mm -hmm. things. But I think if you just keep on showing up and you keep on embodying the reality that Jesus is real and paid for your sins and you're now free. It doesn't mean you're perfect, but you're free and you're in the mm-hmm. process of becoming more like him. Man, that that just gives your life a weight yeah. that a lot of other lives don't have right. yeah. in, in a room that you walk into. It's good. Yeah. So. To me, it's so devastating when you when Christians do fight for the wrong things. Like I remembered me and your wife, actually, me and Erin, were at, um, we went to Metro together for a couple years and there was a guy saying, oh, horrible 
things. And me and Aaron had just gotten like radically saved. <clears throat> and so we were a little fired up. <laughs> and uh, we go up to him and he is just, I think there was mental health for sure. Something was wrong off. <clears throat> and we honestly were trying to engage with him just so he'd stop talking on this microphone. Huge poster. You're going to hell. Horrible stuff. Yeah. And we were just like talking to him. We're like, why are you so angry? And Jesus wasn't like that. He's like, well, Jesus wasn't, but Paul was. Read your Bible. And it's like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, no, he wasn't. Like he had relationships with all these churches he wrote to. And yeah. so when we were like combating, we like took all his <laughs> pamphlets. <laughs> Don't mess with me. Uh so yeah, it, it, give me those right now. I know. <laughs> give me your sign. We have the little like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but no, it does. It, it there's there's no fruit there. I mean, Jesus says like you'll know me by the fruit um, that comes from your life, and so and one one of those things is like peace. It's love. It's patience. It's kindness. It's long suffering. Um, and so I think like it, when you when you look at culture right now and you're smelling that like religiousness, like I am better than you, you're all going to hell. That is not the spirit of Christ. There's no fruit from that. And so I don't know if that speaks to anyone that has like a little bit of baggage in that area. Like don't listen to that person on the street corner. Yeah. <laughs> He's not right. So, well, guys, I don't know if that answered the good question, <laughs> but no, I just think like. Yeah, maybe to summarize up before we give some final thoughts, mm-hmm. we we live in a world in opposition to mm-hmm. God's plan for humanity. And one way I've heard it framed, um, I think it's the best way, is that culture is on this never-ending quest to fulfill God's vision for earth and humanity, mm-hmm. but without God. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a false unity. We're seeing mm-hmm. division. We're seeing, you know— we're, we're the most quote-unquote progressive we've ever been in our life, and we've never been more hateful or at each other's throats yeah. mm-hmm. ever. So let's just be honest. It's not really working. Mm-hmm. So how do we engage with culture? What did Jesus do? Yeah. And then, man, embody your beliefs. Show love. Show kindness. This is never about mm-hmm. isolating a person mm-hmm. um, and, and holding them to the fire. It's Jesus always fought for people, and it's getting to the root of the issue more yeah. than— calling a person quote unquote out so no i think it's great and i think you kind of alluded to it earlier with of like i think that it's okay to to how to to engage with culture like engage in the conversation Mm -hmm. and and ask people and i don't know conversation is like ping pong you're like they talk i talk, and we're not we're not fighting you're not your goal isn't I i think that sometimes we feel like engaging in those kind of conversations the end goal has to be I'm a winner. Right. Yeah, or yeah. restoration of like they see it the way. Oh, dude, you know how amazing that is if like you just ask your coworker, mm-hmm. like, hey, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And then you don't give your two cents. Yeah. <laughs> like, because God will create those opportunities for, for those kind of things to come about. And so I actually think it's really fun sometimes to like sit with someone who has no idea about yeah. Jesus, couldn't care less about going to church. And like, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. What do you think about these issues? What do you think is like behind, you know? Um, yeah. So I I think those are like great things of just like build relationships with people. Yes. Hop into people's world. Uh, you're not going to change people's mind on on Instagram or, or whatever. If if you feel a deep conviction about, and and I think there are some times where like we have to be outward with yeah. our faith with Definitely. with certain things Definitely. and and, yeah. and defend people and stand up for people. Um, but I think you you have to choose choose the battles and mm-hmm. and and 
which way you're going to fight those. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is a good final thought, Andrew, to your point. Um, I think, like, as a Christian, sometimes when you open the door and then they do share their opinion and it's, like, wildly different than you, it's really yeah. hard to sit in that tension of, like, oh, what do I say? Do I say this? I need to say this. I need to oh. – and then you walk away and you kind of almost feel a little guilty. Mm-hmm. And let's just, like, say right now, free that guilt off of you, like – that is you're you're just walking towards obedience and just like yeah trying to engage trying to and we're humans like we don't have all the right answers but knowing that the spirit of god and the spirit of christ lives inside of you um and that does open those doors because i know i mean conrad just i think i told this story already before in a previous podcast but um i mean he rode uh the chairlift skiing one day with this one guy him and his buddy sam <laughs> there's like one guy sharing all of these like spiritual supernatural experiences like knows that jesus is the way but doesn't really like want to get there doesn't really he's not he's like ah, i just keep want to do my own thing and then they got off the chair like wow you know he's like should i call him like because he got his number you know it's just there's this attention with it and but knowing that like man i mean yeah connor and i'll get together with this guy again and who knows what could be the next conversation yeah. so um I think it's okay to walk away from those situations, those conversations with a little bit of tension and free yourself of the guilt. Yeah. And Jesus was in conversation with people who. Yes. um, Walked away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, we can assume that there was probably many people that Jesus. Yes. When he'd have dinner at a tax collector's house, that there was people probably watching or like, "Mm." yeah, and walked on from it. You know, like we, we don't know how those conversations engage, but. um, Yeah. We want people to make like this declarative statement yes, yes. but a lot of times jesus met somebody confronted them and left and it was like okay, they walked away she, sad what, yeah or or just like hey like mm-hmm. what do you think mm-hmm. you know like on, on your own not like yeah. tell me what you think but like you're gonna chew on this moment right. for yes, a while yes. you know like yeah. so, so yeah good. So, good. so i don't know for all of you listening hopefully that <laughs> gave you some sense of direction for yeah. you know engaging your faith and your culture and and all of that. It's a, it's a tough thing. Like yeah. it is. E- even during this podcast, I'm like, I want to give people more, mm-hmm. but I don't really know. I, th- I think the goal of this is like, hey, there's like real evil, and yeah. we are in the middle of like this yeah. warfare, and we have, we are ambassadors of Christ. Like yeah. we have been by the Holy Spirit been given authority and boldness to be witnesses. Like we, mm-hmm. so all that to say, don't sit back and be passive. Yeah. Like you have to engage and and pray and hear from God and get in your word. Like, how do I engage in this? Because mm-hmm. I know that I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Don't sit back and let the enemy just like wail on mm-hmm. us and yeah. wail on our friends and our family and the marriages yeah. around us that we know. Um, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I remember I know we're getting long. So if anybody's still listening, but <laughs> I remember uh we had some friends and their marriage was, was really struggling. It was this year and it was really struggling. And they called us one night, like 11 o'clock at night. And man, they, they were like, both, they were about to like leave and be done with each other forever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we just feel so oppressed in our home. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember we, we like called their nanny and she was like about to go to bed. We're like, can you come over to the house and be with the kids while they're sleeping? And me and Jericho, we went over to their house with our little anointing oil <laughs> If you believe in that or not, um, <laughs> and dude, we just prayed. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, we don't have a ton of advice to give you right now. Here's some things maybe you should do moving forward. But we got on our hands and knees, mm-hmm. turned on worship music, and just like wept in their house with them. Mm-hmm. 
and anointed their house with oil, anointed them with oil and prayed for them. Mm-hmm. And like, Satan, you have to flee at the name of Jesus. Where there is light, darkness has to flee. And so we have ability and authority to step into yeah. the depths of evil. Yeah. And you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of crap in my life. I can't. Yeah. No, no, no. You're covered by the blood of Christ. The grace is upon you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we have to step in and engage. Maybe for you, it's you get into to work early every morning, and you, like, you pray over the place. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're like, I'm going to wage war in my... Yeah, and so I'm not right. gonna, I'm not gonna like try to get everybody to come to church. I'm not gonna like stand on my desk and talk about Jesus. But I'm gonna come here every morning. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pray over. I'm gonna pray over people's like chairs, and I'm gonna pray over my offices, my yeah. my boss's door. I don't know, like things like that. Yeah, of like, yeah. dude, mm-hmm. that's how you can engage. Yeah. In this battle, and I promise you, a lot more will be accomplished doing that than yeah. you fighting somebody. Yeah. On the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like just shut so up good. sometimes. I'd like just shut up. Like so we all need to just shut up sometimes and pray and just trust that the power of of Christ um, can supersede mm-hmm. all evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Sorry, I, I just monologued for five minutes. No, no. Love it. It's <laughs> so good. It's great. Um, well, yeah. Uh, I I mean I don't have any more final thoughts. I've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Andrew, pray for us as we close this. Close this up. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much. Lord, we thank you that you went to the cross and you defeated evil. Lord, that we don't have to walk in fear. And Lord, that you, man, you have given us power, authority. You've also given us weapons. Mm-hmm. And you cover us in, in strength and in peace and wisdom and discernment. And and God, just like you prayed to Gideon when you, or when, when you approached Gideon and called Gideon to something far beyond himself. And he yeah. gave all these excuses and you said, go in the strength that you have. Mm-hmm. And, and so sometimes, Lord, we just have to look at like, okay, what strength do I have? What confidence do I have? What faith do I have? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to step out in that and trust that like God will go with me, go go before me, stand behind me, beside me. And so, Lord, I, I just, I feel that in my soul, Lord. I pray that we want to look at at people and culture and influencers that that make us mad and and, and hate them, Lord, may, may you, like, give us eyes to love them and give it. Because, man, if I can look at someone like that and say I love them and I have compassion on them, mm-hmm. um, man, Lord, I feel like you open up a lot of doors. But the second I can look at someone with bitterness, with anger, with hatred, yeah. um, I jump in on the, the devil scheme because that's exactly what he wants. He wants Christians to hate non-Christians because mm-hmm. if we hate non-Christians— we will not engage with non-Christians. So, Lord, uh, let us abound with love and grace and gentleness and kindness and and help us have discernment on when it's time to speak up and when it's time to outwardly fight. Um, but, Lord, I just I believe that what you call us to is these, like, subtle conversations, these subtle, like, heart changes that I think will begin to, to shift the dynamics of our workplace and school and family. So... Uh, Lord, we just love you. Be with our people who are listening today. And God, I just pray that your grace would abound in powerful ways. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Whatever platform you listen to, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you know anybody who this conversation could help or benefit, um, give it a share. For all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can check us out on Instagram or go to our website, roya.org or redrocksya.com. 
I think that's it. Love you guys. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Bye.